Cause we got the alternative energy Molecular free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show I'm Michaela Stubbs And this week we'll be paying tribute To the late great Dennis Banks Who passed away on Sunday 29th of October At age 80 Dennis Banks was an Ojibwe from Leech Lake in northern Minnesota. He was an activist, educator, a writer, and worked all his life to end the oppression of his people, to reclaim land and recuperate culture. First up, an interview from radioactive show producers Jam and Crunch, who met him while participating in the movement towards a nuclear-free future, walk, ride and run, in the U.S., in April and May of 2015. Now we'll hear from Dennis Banks, a founder of the American Indian Movement and lifelong warrior for Native American rights, sovereignty and justice. We were lucky enough to visit him at his home on the Leech Lake Reservation in northern Minnesota. We sat around the dinner table, overlooking the lake, and had the conversation you will now hear a small snippet of. Topics range from stories about freedom struggles like at Wounded Knee to the recent local efforts of Dennis and the Ojibwe people to gain increased say over the water levels of their local lakes. First up, Dennis describes how policies, rather than physical violence and invasion, have wreaked the most devastation and actual violence upon the Native American nations. Over to Dennis. so I say to America, I want you to remember our past. This past will give you direction for the future. Just as our people in our past, we are the spirit of the future. The spirit of this land lies rooted in the history of Native people. This is Dennis Banks, also known as Now Coming. I am also the field director for the American Indian Movement, founding member of the movement, and uh, host to, at my home to many, many people. America, we never weaken like the spirit of Chief Joseph. We In 1787, the United States Senate and the House of Representatives combined issued this U.S. policy on Indian affairs. The utmost good faith shall always be observed towards the Indians. Their lands and property shall never be taken from them without their consent. And when you look at the how they did take it, they did take it without our consent. Well, the government's policies, the programs failed, failed miserably, including their own program when they tried to destroy Indians. They couldn't kill us all, so they they tried to use legislative means to destroy our identity, destroy us as a as a people. So failed, failed bad. But it cost in terms of emotional hatred and the the wrong wrongful ugly deeds that were committed by the churches and by the government military it's it's been a it's been a bad experience 
with Native people. And it'll probably go down as probably the most, the nation of, of the U.S. will go down as probably the most vilified nation in the world, but by Mer American Indian people. You know, on one hand, where the people are clamoring and, you know, sucking up to the government money, they come home, then, then they join the ranks of people who condemn the government for, for their policies. I condemn them all the time for the policies that they that they've initiated initiated against us. Mm. They've taken more land away from us through legislation than they have by saying conquering us to, on the on the military battlefield. Mm. We took away the Black Hills. They took away this. Over sixty percent of our reservation went to create the Chippewa National Forest. Mm. Chippewas have nothing to do with this forest. Mm. You know, it's our land, but they call it, before it was called the Minnesota National Forest. Mm. And they changed the name to the Chippewa National Forest as if we have something to do with it. Mm. It was our land, of course. Mm. And, but we, they run it. They, but guys like Dennis Banks go out there and, you know, trespass on our land every day. Go look for are you allowed to use that land for hunting and fishing for that? Are you, do you still have rights there or no? Well, the government says we have no right yeah. to be out there, uh, even for hunting. But, uh, but, we, but yeah. we do it. Mm -hmm. so, then they, they try to take control of this lake by, they built this dam over here. Mm -hmm. So now they can regulate the water that goes through this dam. And this, if they let a lot of water out, the rice bed goes down, mm. and it ruins, ruins the rice. So, the Corps of Engineers controls that. But I, since since the first I can remember, I was a, I was born in Federal Dam. All the times my mother, and my grandmother used to say, you know, these schmooks should just go home wherever they came from. That's my grandma used to say that all the time. Our grandmother, the moon, gives us that strength. Hello out there, this is Dennis Banks. You're listening to 3CR 855 on the AM dial since 1976. You're listening to the Radioactive Show. Heard across the country, thanks to the Community Radio Network. And we just heard an interview with Dennis Banks by Radioactive Show producers Jem and Crunch. And if you want to hear more from that program, you can check out our podcast on 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. Banks is most well known as co-founder of the American Indian Movement and that was initiated in 1968 in order to turn the attention of their people to a renewal of spirituality which would give them the strength of resolve needed to work towards reversing the ruinous policies of the United States, Canada and other colonialist governments of Central and South America. And one of the first actions that propelled the American Indian movement into the national spotlight 
was their involvement in the occupation of Alcatraz Island in 1969, and that occupation lasted 19 months. In 1973, Dennis Banks hit the spotlight by leading a 71-day occupation of the town of Wounded Knee on the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, uh, where 200 people occupied the site of the 1890 massacre in order to protest corruption in the tribal leadership and draw attention to the US government's failure to honour the treaties. And the broken treaties was a real focus for their work, and in the late 70s, Banks developed the idea of the Longest Walk, a five-month-long journey from California to Washington, D.C., that followed a trail of broken treaties across North America. And so this began this tradition of the sacred walks and runs that connected people and political movements all over the world. And the runners followed the ancient Native American tradition of bringing a message of land, life and peace from village to village. And we're going to go do some more recordings of interviews with nuclear-free campaigners who have run or walked alongside banks. Now we'll hear Marcus Atkinson, recorded by AC on the Wokajira Walk in August of this year. I heard about this run that was happening in Australia in 93 that was led by this Native American group that was coming over to run to Aboriginal communities around Australia or from Sydney up to Townsville and across to Tennant Creek and then down through Alice Springs to Adelaide, Melbourne and back up to Sydney. And it was for three months. And I heard about it because I was getting to know Larry Walsh and a bunch of Aboriginal people in Melbourne and doing stuff with them. And through them, I I found out about it. And I thought about it for ages of like, oh, I'm going (laughs) to go on that. Then I was like, nah, I'm not going on that because it's all like drug and alcohol free and I don't know whether I can do that. (laughs) And uh, I don't know why, but I was like, the day before, I was just like, I'm going. I'm just not all of it. I'm not doing all of it. And I just go for a week and see what happens. And got up there. And, yeah, a lot of people from the United States, people from Japan, people from Germany, people from Russia, people from all over. And, um... Like, seriously, after about four or five days, it was just like, this is so just what I want to do with the rest of my life. And ended up staying for the whole three months of that. And it was during that time, especially from Tennant Creek coming down, like, started hearing stories about the nuclear tests and and actually that was when I first briefly met Yami Lester and then I just found out a few months ago that I actually met Regina McKenzie and a few other people then as well who were working on the nuclear waste dump issue in South Australia but yeah after by the end of that three months it was just like like that nuclear issue and 
Dennis Banks, who was the founder of the American Indian Movement in the 60s. He was the one who was leading that run, and they had been doing that since the 70s around the world. And me and Dennis kind of connected really well. And he ended up saying, like, come with us to New Zealand at the end of the Australian run. So I went over there to Aotearoa and we ran around there and, yeah, met all different Maori communities and stuff. And so that was from, like, about August. I don't know. Yeah, because this was, like, what was going to be one week turned into, like, a three-year snowballing whirlwind that just didn't stop. And Aotearoa, New Zealand, like, that finished around the end of November. And Dennis was like, if you want to keep doing this, we need help organising and it'd be great to have some people from Australia and stuff. So get yourself a plane ticket and meet us in San Francisco at the end of January and we're doing a six-month walk across the United States to all the different reservations and finishing in Washington, D.C. So I got back, I kind of sold what I had, bought a plane ticket to San Francisco, had about $200 left over, and, yeah, landed in San Francisco. And... Dennis and that met us there and there was a big gathering for the walk starting but during that before I go any further I want to say like this isn't about what I've done and where I've been and stuff it's about these people who I met and changed the way I saw the world and changed yeah everything completely for me and during that walk we went down through Utah and Nevada and stuff and spent a bit of time with Western Shoshone people who the United States had done, I think, over 500 nuclear tests on their land and their land had actually been declared a national sacrifice zone. And then we met heaps of Dene and Navajo and Southern Ute people as well and just hearing stories of all the uranium mining that had happened through there in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. And there's still, like, I think in that Four Corners region, it's still, like, some over a 1,000 abandoned uranium mines that are still haven't been cleaned up or anything through that area. So... Through that run in Australia, especially learning that history of Indigenous people in this country, for me, was the first time. And learning the history of the nuclear industry was the first time. And, and that really continued through the United States. 
You're tuned into the Radioactive Show, heard across the country thanks to the Community Radio Network. And we just heard from Marcus Atkinson. That was recorded on the Walkajira Walkabout in August this year. And we'll hear more recordings from that walk coming up with Kid Valance. He's going to bring us some more stories. And uh, first we'll have a song written and performed by Kid Valance. I run, I walk, I pray For land and life For our ancestors For the future generations For the sacred places To protect the four-legged and the winged creatures To preserve the old ways To respect the elders and for peace We come from all over this world Many nations, ages, colors, faiths To unite in our common purpose To run and walk and pray for our belief That our life is sacred we are all related And we must help our Mother Earth In the sacred circle To the four directions We give our prayers for Mother Earth For the future generations For the sacred places To protect the foreleg And the winged creatures And the stagel farmer To preserve the old ways To respect the elders And give me some, give me some help And for peace Heywa! Heywa! We come from all over this world Ages, colors, face To unite in our common purpose To run and walk and pray for our belief That our life is sacred We are all related And we must help our Mother Earth the sacred circle to the four directions we give our prayers for mother earth in the sacred circle to the four directions our life is sacred our life is sacred i got involved um, back in the 80s my first native american ceremonies were a reburial ceremony to thousands of uh, native um, 
mounds that that were sites of uh, burials. Uh, I don't know how many thousands of years ago, but uh, Dennis Banks, the founder of the American Indian Movement, was contacted, um, and I uh, was told by uh, one of my friends who had a record store. He pointed me out to this this uh, man. Said, "Hey, kid's a runner. I've I've always known that kid's a runner. He runs around town." And we got to know each other, and they invited me to come down to this ceremony. And after that, uh, which was a very beautiful thing to have a, a reburial ceremony to uh, show the respect that was absolutely desecrated a lot with with people just digging uh looking for souvenirs and uh so i really um appreciated the the ceremony there and then they told me that they were having a run across canada and that was in 1991 and i was able to participate in that and that was my first sacred run um event uh and the way it was explained to me by my mentor in spirit running emmett eastman he said every step is a prayer every mile as a ceremony and so we basically pray for the earth and for all living things as we ran and um but you can't get away from it being political sometimes and uh we have tried to lend our support to a lot of different issues uh mostly that have to do with uh, land being desecrated or human rights being um stepped on and um at this point in time it seems that we have to make it a global issue just so that we can share the responsibility and we can try to work together in in whatever ways we have to to really use our strength um the the longest run in 96 was when Marcus and I got close and he stayed involved with uh, Dennis and with different Sacred Run and Longest Walk events. The first Longest Walk in 1978 was about saving any rights that Native American people had. There were some bills were going through Congress that would have absolutely taken away any kind of sovereignty or any kind of place for them to be. And it was a pretty amazing grassroots movement, and a lot of uh, celebrities got on board to help. And they walked across the country and presented their uh, petition in Washington, D.C., and they were able to keep those bills from going through Congress. And so we do know that we have that power if we just get together and we stay together and we stay focused on the issues. And... um, that's why it's very important to stay with people of like mind. And for me to be in Australia now, walking on this country, fighting the same fight, um, has got a very, very powerful feeling to it. The uh, spirit of the land and the spirit of the people and the respect for both and the respect of the awareness that wonderful lives have been lived for tens and tens of thousands of years without hurting the land uh, is a very important issue to us all and we need to get back to the ways where we talk to the people who have lived that way and we treat the land in the same way that they did Uh, we've only got one place to live and that is mother earth and we need to take care of her that was the song sacred circles and some stories from kid valance they were recorded by AC on the Wakadira Walk. And 
Finally, we're going to hear from Banks himself, who recorded this opening to his fourth and final book in March this year. Uh, this is Dennis Banks. This is the beginning of, of my fourth book. It's called Ogichida. O-G-I-T-C-H-I-D-A-W. Some people don't have a W at the end, but the, just uh, I-D-A. And then in the smaller letters, it'll be the soul of the Ojibwe people. Also, the chivalry of the forest people. They hauled water for the villages. They gathered and cut the wood for the people. They hunted for the elderly. Hunted for the sick and invalid. They hunted for single mothers uh, with children. Cooked for the elderly. Cooked for the families in need. Made the canoes for hunting and fishing. They made ceremony for the wounded. Built the longhouses and the sweat lodges to pass on the rites of our ways. The Ogichida and Ogichida Ikwe defend the village from disease and from those who bring the ways of the Chimukaman to the villages. That's the way of the Ogichida people. And that was Dennis Banks reading a passage from his book in March of this year. So that brings us to the end of this week's Radioactive Show. Thank you so much to Dennis Banks, Marcus Atkinson and Kid Valance and to Jem, Crunch and AC for the recordings used in today's show. The Radioactive Show was produced in the studios of 3CR in Fitzroy, Victoria on the lands of the Kulin Nations and distributed nationally thanks to the great work of the Community Radio Network. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email radioactiveshow3cr at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, The Radioactive Show, and Twitter, Radioactive3CR. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues. Thanks for listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We rely on the financial support of listeners like yourself to keep going. If you'd like to support diverse voices on your radio, go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online.